The America's National Parks podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean has partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your happy place. And with more than 400 national parks, there's a good chance you'll find one close to home. Discover your perfect day in a park at findyourpark.com. Welcome to November's News from the Parks episode of the America's National Parks podcast, our monthly show where we round up the latest info about happenings in America's greatest treasures. I'm Jason Epperson. We begin in Kentucky at Mammoth Cave National Park, the world's largest cave system, with more than 400 miles explored. A 10-person AmeriCorps crew from Iowa made up of 18 to 24-year-old volunteers who do 10-month-long community service projects for national parks, state parks, and Habitat for Humanity, began work this month weeding and flattening the surface trail, leading to a cave that hasn't been toured by visitors in more than 40 years. Wandering Woods Cave is part of Mammoth's 400-plus miles, offering something unique for visitors. Where most of the toured sections of Mammoth Cave are dry cave, Wandering Woods Cave is wet. To access it, visitors will have to take a hike through the forest, but the park first needs to add a roadway to the area and add some stairs into the cave before reopening it to the public. The new cave section should be open within the next year or two. The park is also looking to the future, considering the possibility of reopening Crystal Cave, which was discovered by explorer Floyd Collins in 1917. It once attracted national media attention after Collins became trapped and eventually died in a narrow passage. A missing hiker that triggered a large search operation has been found safe after she spelled out SOS in rocks on the ground. Mary Joanna Gomez from Mississippi was found alive and in stable condition by National Park Service personnel about three and a half miles over rocky and steep terrain from her vehicle. A California Air National Guard aircraft located her SOS and ground searchers responded. They were able to find Mrs. Gomez cold, thirsty and hungry, but otherwise in good health. Gomez was reported missing by her family after missing her work shift in the Bay Area on Friday, October 25th. Her last contact with family had been the day prior, while visiting Kings Canyon National Park, when she stated her intention to visit Sequoia. Her vehicle was located on the night of October 26th, which helped narrow down the search zone. Decorated naval officer and astronaut Vance Brand has decided to donate 40 acres of his land to Rocky Mountain National Park. This donation is payback to the American people in appreciation for the wonderful times and many benefits that I received from great experiences in Rocky Mountain National Park, Brand said in a letter to Senator Cory Gardner. Brand bought the land back in the 60s and it's bordered on two sides by the park. The property is in rugged terrain above 9,000 feet in altitude, about four miles northeast of the summit of Long's Peak. Brand and his family have donated the property to the Rocky Mountain Conservancy, the nonprofit partner to the National Park. But for it to become an official piece of the National Park, the United States Congress must approve a boundary change. Special agents in the National Park Service Investigative Services Branch are seeking help on a case that's been cold for 40 years. On the night of July 23, 1978, an unknown person or persons broke into a park display case at John Muir National Historic Site in Martinez, California, and took a gold pocket watch that belonged to Muir. 
The watch was specifically targeted in the theft and was the only item stolen. It's gold-plated and made by the American Waltham Watch Company. It has what's called a hunter-style case with a shield design on the front. It also has the number 764188 stamped on the inside back cover of the case. John Muir, of course, was an important naturalist and a figure in both California and National Park Service history. He's sometimes referred to as the father of the national parks and was one of the founding members of the Sierra Club. The pocket watch was donated to the National Park Service by Muir's daughter and is an irreplaceable piece of history. Up to $1,000 is offered for the watch's safe return. The National Park Service is getting its own small screen cereal. Deadline is reporting that CBS has begun development of The Trail, a one-hour drama from writer David Harrington Miller. The trail revolves around an elite unit of investigators within the Park Service who work to solve the highest profile cases in Yosemite. Miller was a writer on Fox's Rosewood. Before that, he was a writer's assistant on Netflix's House of Cards. One year after the Woolsey Fire damaged 112 miles of trails and 88% of federal parkland in the Santa Monica Mountains, a second phase of the recovery effort has begun with the testing of hazardous materials and removing debris from the 30 structures and outbuildings. The National Park Service is not eligible for assistance provided by FEMA and had to wait for separate funds from Congress to begin work. In June, Congress passed and the president signed a disaster relief bill. Santa Monica Mountains National Recreation Area received a share of these funds in August and awarded a contract for site cleanup for the following month. Since all buildings have toxins in them when they burn, strict environmental rules govern the treatment of contaminated sites. The process involved rigorous testing before and after treatment to ensure that materials are disposed of properly and that the site is cleaned to acceptable standards. After the testing process is completed early next year, the contractor will remove and haul the debris from the 30 structures. This aspect of the project is expected to begin in the spring of 2020, but the park has been focused on reopening trails and park sites. Over the past year, rangers worked to clear trails and roads, stabilize hillsides, repair culverts, and conduct surveys on bridges that were in need of repair. Currently, 103 miles of the 112 that were burned have reopened. In addition, 1,000 acres of invasive plants were treated. The National Park Service has announced $47.8 million in aid for the recovery and repair of historic resources in areas impacted by the 2018 hurricanes Florence and Michael, as well as Typhoon U2. Communities in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, the Northern Mariana Islands, South Carolina, and Virginia will all receive funding for various historic preservation projects related to hurricane and typhoon recovery efforts. The grants will support repair and recovery of properties listed in or eligible for inclusion in the National Register of Historic Places. An investigation that began in 2017 has concluded with the conviction and sentencing of two people who conducted an illegal excavation within Ozark National Scenic Riverways. Shane Monroe, age 41, has been ordered to serve a year in federal prison followed by three years supervised probation. Christy Bruton, age 45, has been sentenced to three years supervised probation. Both must also pay $2,000 in restitution. U.S. Park Rangers contacted Monroe and Bruton on April 2, 2017, at a primitive campsite in Rymer's campground in the park. They were suspected of excavating, damaging, and altering an archaeological site in the area. The suspects fled the scene in a pickup truck. 
subsequently flipping it and continuing to flee on foot. Rangers and special agents of the National Park Service Investigative Services Branch recovered evidence and artifacts from the campsite and the vehicle crash site. Monroe and Burton later returned to the campsite and were taken into custody. During the investigation, approximately 150 illegal excavations were located, as well as tools, artifacts, and evidence of other stolen property. Monroe and Bruton caused nearly $35,000 in damage to the archaeological site. Finally, 100 years ago, on November 19, 1919, President Woodrow Wilson signed legislation creating Zion National Park. Ten years prior, it was designated as Makuntuweep National Monument, the name that the Paiute people gave the canyon. Since, millions upon millions of people from every corner of the earth have come to experience Zion's sanctuary. 4.5 million people a year, in fact, visit the massive sandstone cliffs of cream pink and red that soar into the brilliant blue sky above the narrow slot canyon. To learn more about the stories shared here today, visit our show notes at nationalparkpodcast.com. There you'll also find the full collection of our podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group, now 35,000 members strong. If you're interested in RV travel, give us a listen over at the RV Miles Podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys at OurWanderingFamily.com. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks.